the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. (laughs) And today, I have a real good friend of mine from back in the day, at least probably 12, 13 years ago when we first met. But uh, his name is Robbie uh, Robbie Martin, and uh, he's a guy that is so amazing. He has a heart for helping people, and he is a, a definitely a servant of God and amazing guy. He's a father. Uh, he's married, and uh, I tell you what, man, and he's been through divorce, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but, uh, and, and he, and he also, he works in a manufacturing, packaging and manufacturing industry for a long, long time. I think he said over 19, almost 20 years from now, I mean, uh, within a few days, and uh, we just want to bring him in and just talk about the things that he's doing in this life and with helping others. And let's, everybody, let's give him a warm, warm, extreme Carolina welcome to my friend, Mr. Robbie Martin. Hey, good morning to you, Robbie. Good morning, my friend and my brother. It is so great to be on your show today and talk with you and catch up with you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It has been. It has been a while, but thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, let's just dive right into it. Now, uh, I, I want to make sure that we cover the the thing that a lot of people realize that, you know, in jobs, things happen sometimes. I mean, there's reorganization, there's businesses that close, but Bush Brothers been around for a long, long time. And, and you know, everybody say eating them beans and whatnot that uh, come in the can from Bush Brothers. But that ain't just that. They do a lot of other things. But now what I want to make sure is that that was some reorganizing and restaging that happened in your life with this company that you had been with uh, for a long time. Uh, can you share just a little bit of that with us, Robert, I, I, before we get started? Uh, Michael, I, w- <clears throat> I would be glad to do so. And, and um, not, not to talk so much about what felt hard on me, but to talk of hopefully help others that find themselves with change, because there's a lot of change going on right now for a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? But for me, a couple of years back, um, after about 17 years with the company, I was reorganized under a much, a good, quite a bit younger manager who had not been in the functional role nearly as long as I had. And, Mm -hmm. and admittedly, it was a gut punch for me. Um, and I had to make some decisions. I had to make some decisions starting with, do I stay or do I go? Right. But, Mm -hmm. but really more than that, don't, don't, don't stay part way if you're going to be in, be in. And so I really focused on a couple of different things. One is I'm a big picture guy. And the truth was I could understand why the decision was made like it was. Excuse me. I um, I even talked with um, my boss. I was leaving the boss I was going to and my new, uh, my new manager, all three, Mm -hmm. I talked to all of them and said, look, there's some gut punch aspect to this. 
But ultimately, I get it. I think I could write the paper on either side of the argument of how the decision was made. So, Mm -hmm. but then I also have to sit back as a person of faith and go, is this really in my hands to begin with? And if I really believe it's not, that it's in God's hands, well, then maybe I need to trust his plan more than mine, right? Because his usually ends up being a lot more right for me (laughs) than my plans are. Absolutely. And on top of that, I had a really great piece of wisdom from my wife who said, you know, you know, God's got things beyond your professional life right now that he wants you to do. Maybe he's making sure you have enough role in your company to be secure and yet enough margin in your life to do some of those other things. Why don't we why don't we hold on tight and keep paying attention? And so I sat, the other thing I would share is what I did, I sat with my new boss and I said, look, you didn't make this call and you need to know for me, it's a bit of a gut punch. And I said, but you also need to know my job now is to make you as successful as I possibly can. (laughs) And and oddly enough, Michael, we only spent a year in that organization set up before we got reorganized again last year, which Mm -hmm. is all too typical, but So that's another reason not to fret on every little thing that happens, because probably if change is bothering you, hang on. There'll be some more coming down the road that might undo it all. (laughs) But but my real message in that was if as a person of faith, understanding what God might be up to and being willing to see the total picture, not just the part that affects you, I think is really important to both making a good decision for yourself, but also making a good decision that if I'm going to stay in this, I'm not going to halfway stay in. I'm going to be real and do everything I can. And mm-hmm. we had a, we had a really successful year together, you know, nice. and, um, the, the, the second reorganization I mentioned wasn't about our performance. It was about kind of where the company was headed. So right. that is fantastic, Robert. Uh, you know, you said a couple of things in there. I want to kind of, uh, unpack uh, uh, one of them uh, right here, and that's being that uh, you know you were things happen, change happen in our lives. We just have to be ready for them because it's not the last one that's going to happen, and uh, we have to be prepared for those. And you came up with uh, an idea, and I love it. It wasn't an idea; it was just you fell in line with God's plan. Because God's got a plan that's a whole lot bigger and better for us than we know. And so with that, you found yourself, uh, uh, you know, being uh, divorced and, uh, and and just coming up with uh, the door was open for you to do some amazing servant leader stuff, which you were already doing. But now it opened a little wider for you, if I can say that. And so with that servant leader that you were now more deeply into your everyday life, how was that able to, how was your life able to now expand in a way that you were able to accept the things that were happening and go forward at the same time? Wow. Um, um, so let me, let me just speak about divorce for a minute. Right. Um, mm-hmm. our, our churches uh, disdain it. The Bible tells us God hates it. I have come to understand that um, as a good friend told me years ago, there's worse things in this old life than divorce. Um, and um, and so uh, but it's painful and it's hard. And, and um, uh, when I tell you the end of the story, you'll know why I have such a broad perspective of it. But where I found myself was in a ditch, Michael. I found myself in a ditch and I kept trying to climb out that ditch on my own up sidewalls that were muddy. And when I slipped, I always fell to the bottom. 
<laughs> and a friend took me to see a guy one day, and he would not let me finish my story without interrupting me to say some simple words to me, and that was, Robbie, God loves you. Mm. And he said it over and over until I finally stopped talking. And then he looked at me and said, God loves you and don't want you to feel like a piece of crap the rest of your life. Amen. And I'm telling you, man, my life didn't fix that day, but my foot landed on something more solid in that ditch. And as I continued to lean more on that, I began to realize that those slips on the wall of the ditch were not falling all the way back to the bottom because that foundational belief grew in me and came along with me until one day I looked around and guess what? Mm -hmm. I was out of the ditch out of it. <laughs> and what I came to realize then was what had ruled my life in my early adult years was fear, fear of what mm -hmm. other people thought. Um, I had put my first wife in the place of if she's not happy, I'm not having a good day. And she didn't ask for that responsibility. That ain't right, right to put on her. Right. So anyway, so God began to build in me, a desire to defeat fear in my mm -hmm. life, live in the knowledge of what he says about me. And it's in there. He tells us we're his child. We're a joint heir with Jesus. It's all there. Yep. And then he said, you need to help other people see this. So I began to spend time in our men's ministry teaching what had changed me. Um, and now with my new wife, God brought me together with, in beginning in 2014, and we were married in 16. Get this. We you lead divorce care classes for our church currently. Uh, uh, and we get to sit right and tell people we didn't go through divorce care, but we have walked the road you're on. Tar we want you to know one thing. Cam there Spencer's, is a through Asheville's this. Eclectic mm. nightlife. And, and we can see all of our struggles. It belongs to us, too. Out here in there's a through this. Carolina. Mm -hmm. And God is Once doing again, something here's in this. We could treat them all differently and let them grow us the way they're really intended. Nice. That is amazing. Thanks for sharing that. You know, you know, and it brings us to another point there, Robbie, about uh, divorce. A lot of people hit that hit that roadblock, that divorce and their life is never, ever the same. There's some people like yourself that make it up out of it and able to go forward and take that experience and use it to help other people. And so that is so awesome that you were able to share that with us today because the folks that are hearing this, some of them need to hear that. They need to hear that part right there that it ain't over, that as long as you got breath in your body and you believe you can come out of that ditch as you call it and uh <laughs> and move forward now and thank you for sharing that i appreciate it now i, I want to get to the servant leadership part that uh, you're doing and that uh, you've actually went through uh some classes and actually became a life coach through the john maxwell program and i i want to get to that but before i get to that i i would like for you to just share a little bit more about that teaching class that the people that are in there, I mean, is, is there hope for everyone? I mean, you don't have to, you know, go out and shoot yourself, but how is it that that class that you now, you and your wife teaches, how is it that is really, really working or is it not working? You guys want to quit and move on? How's that going? Wow. Um, so, so when I mentioned it's called divorce care, um, 
uh, is put on by a group out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. The, the, the uh, curriculum is they also have a thing called grief share um, to help people walk through the loss of a loved one. Um, and it was developed by people who have been through divorce and realized that God is not done with them and God's not done with their life. And so, um, so like I said, uh, my wife, Jennifer and I, neither one went through that when we were recovering from our divorces, but as we learned about it and were asked to consider leading it, we realized we knew for some time, God put us together for a reason. Mm -hmm. And and we believe that our experiences will be used to help others. So when you put that together with a curriculum and a way to talk to people that are in it, boom, you got the opportunity. So we're doing our fourth semester right now um, at our church out of uh, Knoxville and mm -hmm. doing it online. We have people now from Chattanooga and some other places that are not even in our local community, which is awesome. Um, right. Mm -hmm. And and we are. What we are finding is a couple of things, um, very practical helps and tools for people in the middle of the hurting to help them. Uh, one young lady recently was talking about, I just want to quit blubber crying. You know, <laughs> I just want to quit coming apart at the seams. Right. And, and we're able to talk to her and say, well, first of all, don't rush that because that's part mm -hmm. of the process. Right. Um, I, Jennifer loves to talk about how I taught her it was okay to cry and it could even be cleansing when done. Right. right. But we, but we also get to help them with, think about what is at the root of the pain you're feeling. You think it's all about you and what you're going to miss, which there's truth to, but sometimes what you're really, what's rooted in your real pain is about what you believe you, you believe this statement has been made about you that you're not worthy, you're not beautiful, you're not worth keeping, you're not worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it makes perfect sense. In a divorce, that's how it feels, right? right, um, right. There's this, we also have to talk about this is serious. This is a ripping apart of two people who were otherwise committed to each other at some point in time. So it's hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then we also get to say, but what you need to understand most of all is what he says about you. And what he says about you is no different today than it was back then, except you probably haven't heard some of it strong enough for you to be able to stand and realize that um, you alone and healthy is better than you married and unhealthy. And, nice. and, and we can talk about the rules of the church and the rules of the Bible and talk about what Jesus said about it. Or we can talk about helping people live a life that to your point earlier, does not lead them to take their life, does not lead them to give up on their life or mm -hmm. give up on their potential. So nice. we, we, the other thing that's been really cool, one of the first things, and God kind of gave me this before we ever did our first semester. Right. One of the things we tell them and repeat often to them is there is a through this. And if we can mm -hmm. get you to grasp that there's a through this and we sit here as an example today, Jennifer and I do before these people as there's a through this, then we're going to help you understand and help you have the, the commitment to mm -hmm. search out what God's doing with you. Because for all of us, a time of trial is a time of learning. And if we can understand what he is teaching us about ourselves. Mm -hmm. then we can be better coming out than we were going in. Nice. And nice. now the, the, the one thing I'll add is the other thing we tell them, because one of the big questions that comes up after divorce is, well, when's it okay to have a new relationship? 
Mm-hmm. What we urge people to consider doing is understand and be able to articulate what God taught you about you and mm. be okay with the you that you've become before you head into that. If you can do that, the person you meet at some point in a new relationship gets mm-hmm. a better version of you and they get the one you know better. And you are able to really tell them, who am I? The first weekend Jennifer and I spent face to face after meeting each other over the phone and right. and a friend had introduced us over Facebook chat. So it, it, I met her online, but it was filtered. I like to tell people that. <laughs> okay. but, um, but, but the first weekend we met, because we had had a lot of conversation, we began to talk about things that were real, that mm-hmm. if you waited another year to talk about it, I didn't know that about you. Right. Mm-hmm. We talked about that stuff because right. I knew the way to defeat fear is to take those pains and those frustrations and those things you're afraid of and call them for what they are. Yeah. And not be afraid to say, I battle this issue. I think I'm winning and with God's help, I'll win it. But you need to know I battle this issue and you have my permission that if you see me falling into this issue, call me out on it because mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, my, my issue was fear and lying. And I told her, I said, I may speak truth to you too brutally at times, but I will make that mistake a hundred times before I ever lie to you. I just Mm. won't let myself do that again. So anyway, it's so uh, that's what I mean by sharing our real world experiences with people that are going through it. Mm -hmm. But the program is called Divorce Care. It's a great program. There's churches everywhere that do it. It's easy to go online at divorcecare.com and find a church in your area that where you can meet with people face to face that can help you take that walk. Nice. And thank you for giving uh, the information where people can find that because a lot of times they're, they're in such a fog with that divorce that they don't even know which way to go or how to go, but, but they can come to our uh, podcast and we'll have that in the show notes about where to be able to find one of those at. So now we want to keep it moving, Robbie, because man, I tell you what, this is good, good stuff. We may have to have you come back, but before we get too far gone to say goodbye to folks, you know, that I, I love that how you say it about battling fear and, and finding purpose. And uh, that is so, so cool. People need to really hear those words. But now finding purpose, I want to jump Back to something I said earlier, and that is your greatest passion. Uh, the, the fact that you have now a really, really great passion. And you also took time to go get certified to be a speaker and a coach. Can you share a little bit about uh, how that got, how that happened? How you got into that and, and how's it going now? Yes, I, I sure can. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about that, Michael. I am. Um, I. I, I'm a believer in spiritual gifts and every spiritual gifts test I've ever taken, both before and after my first marriage, both uh, since then. Of all the things that have changed in me, my spiritual gifts, my leading spiritual gifts have really not changed. And one of those is leadership. Right. And I heard Bill Hobbles from Willow Creek years ago talk about, um, hey, while I talk about leadership, some of you are like, I wish he'd move on. That probably tells you that's not your <laughs> spiritual gift. But some of right. you. After 45 minutes, when I say I'm about to wrap up or like, what do you mean you're wrapping up? You know, he said, <laughs> and I was one of those. And so, but John Maxwell is one of the leading leadership guys in literally in the world um, mm-hmm. is making amazing impacts in countries and transformation for countries uh, in other parts of the world. 
but I followed him for years. I always thought it'd be cool if he had a way to certify in what he teaches because his teachings are rooted in God's teachings. And Mm -hmm. that's important to me. But um, in, uh, in 2019, an opportunity arose uh, to go to their certification program. When, when I first heard of it years ago, uh, I was actually still in my first marriage. And frankly, the cost was just completely out of reach and not even something I could consider. And I frankly was heartbroken about it. But, you know, I was living in fear, miserable about a lot of things back then. Mm-hmm. So right. mm-hmm. when this one arose, um, with the incredible support of my wife now, Mm-hmm. I got a chance to go to the certification program, but the coolest part, and now I've done some, a little bit of public speaking and I mentioned sure. about teaching and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, but, but, um, and I teach and I do some speaking in my profession and have been on panels and that kind of thing. But, right. but I got the opportunity to go be certified. And the cool part of that is the access that you're given to actually utilize some of his materials. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so I did that last August. Um, it was a great experience. Um, I still believe in so much of what John stands for and what his organization stands for. But for me, it, it is to marry it to a passion and a life purpose that came out of my divorce and my recovery and my growth. And um, I was looking to see if I had a date on this. Back in 2016, actually in May of 2016, right. I wrote down some things that I wanted. What, what do I want? Right. And it had to do with my walk with God, my wife. And how we live our life out, um, my kids, and regular and routine time with my kids. Sure. Um, but then I got to a vision, and I thought God gave me real clarity. And it's this: it's a life that helps others defeat fear, because that was the biggest change in my life. Promote possible, because God can see immeasurably more than we can. He just wants us to believe it's out there, mm-hmm. and then build belief. Now, a lot of times belief comes through uh, action and achievement. But what's important to me is a life that helps others defeat fear, promote possible build belief. And I believe the Maxwell certification and some of the materials that it gives me and some of the training I'm able to get will make me better at being able to live out that vision and life purpose. That is fantastic. Robbie, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in right there. We're, we're way up against the clock. And man, I want to thank you for sharing that. Now, some of the listeners, what if they wanted to contact you and find out how they could have uh, be a part of that or have you be uh, certified or help them to become certified? How do they contact you, my man? Well, still being employed in a in a uh, uh, consumer packaged goods food company as I am, mm-hmm. um, I have limited uh, promotion available, but I can give them two things. I've written an occasional uh, blog, um, not regularly and not as diligently as perhaps I should, sure. but I've written mm-hmm. one and, and they can find that at Robbie, R-O-B-B-Y, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N dot com. Got it. Um, I was able to secure that at some point in time and I'm hanging mm-hmm. on to it. Um, the other thing is I can be reached by email and I'm happy to converse through email um, at Robbie, again with a Y, R O B B Y M, White Martin, 317 at gmail.com. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, back. I'm just I'm more than happy to hear from folks and uh, have a dialogue or talk about pointing them to help in their area or whatever it might be. 
Fantastic. Robert, we want to thank you once again for being here. We'll put those that how to contact you in the show notes uh, on the page of uh, michaelborkman.com, which is Extreme Carolina. Now, we'll put that in there, but we are definitely out of time. Got to go. We want to thank you, Robbie, for being on the show today. It has been a blast, man. We definitely going to have to have you come back because there's so much more to unpack in what you said. So will you will you come back and join us again in a, in a later date? Brother, you know me. I don't know the word no as well as I should sometimes. So I'd be more than happy to come back. And it has been my honor and pleasure to be on with you today as well. All right. Thank you so much. Ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers that are passionate and purpose driven, like Robbie here, uh, that are making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. And here we go, folks. The quote of the week, it is short and sweet, but it is right on time with what we kind of talked about today. And i tell you what, well, the heck with that. I'm going to do another one. And it says this, you can change environments, but until you change yourself, nothing else will ever change. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. Well, with that said, we got to get out of here. We went way over time. Thank you, Robbie. Thank everyone for listening to the show. We appreciate you. God bless. We're out. Peace. <laughs>